What's up, y'all? It's Books the Views Podcast, a podcast for young professionals. It's your girl, Erica Helling, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. And it's your favorite staff member, Shaq, all the way from the beautiful, sunny state of Florida. This is Perfect Patty. This week, we from <laughs> Austin, Texas. Ooh, Austin. Oh, Austin. Yeah. And Austin brings us a, a special guest on today. Who might that be sitting next to you, Jasmine? Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so it's a dj uh, it's nikki drake nikki drake <laughs> um instagram handle east nasty nikki if you're really about the business what is this um it is wonderful to be on a show that i've listened to for for so many months now so hey people you mean to tell me she a, a faithful colleague hashtag tears <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, Facebook and the Instagram. What? She loyal. I'm a loyal. The link is in her bio. What? What? She loyal. Come on. This is so nice of you to join us on today. Let me find out Books to Bills doing a job search and it's an interview. (laughs) (laughs) This particular person may or may not have already worked for us and has moved on to new heights. Okay. We prepare them for better. That's that's how we do our employees. We want them to go on and do bigger and better things. Yes, promotion. I've been promoted. Amen. Amen. Well, we kind of promoted you on out the company. I mean, but okay. <laughs> that's what we want of our employees. We want them to move on. We don't want them to get that good. You have to be temporary good. Like the only kind of good where you stay with us good. Not the good that you leave us. Mm. Oh, mm. well, the Lord has promoted me. I'll say that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Mm. We can't argue with that on today. They say that when people die and go to heaven. No, that's not. Nah, 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 nah. He's been promoted. It's heaven on earth. Heaven on that? earth. Okay. Well, Jasmine, could you lead us in a lead us in prayer? In a prayer. In an elevator speech. It's like, oh, <laughs> this is what we going. I thought we were separating church and state, but okay, we'll bring them together. Well, okay, so Nikki is the guest. Where are you on the mood elevator? Where am I on the mood elevator? Um, Ooh, sense of humor. Right there. That seems good. I'm hopeful and optimistic. Wait, wait. See, you ain't been listening because you only uh, pick one. What, what you mean? I'm, in, I'm, I'm on the, I'm going up. <laughs> she was going to be on every line. flow. Pick one. Pick one? Yes. Wow. All right. I'm going to stick with sense of humor. Sense of humor. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard y'all say that. And y'all always on that. Is that a compliment? I was going to do that either way because that's how I am. (laughs) Yeah. That's a compliment. Thank you. Y'all got to pick a different one because I've been hearing the same ones from y'all. So challenge yourself. Um, Oh. Who want to go? Who know? Wait a minute. Nikki is a consultant. She done bust up in the staff meeting telling us already (laughs) how we can do better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Erica I said, said she finna get up 15 minutes Okay Erica Where are you on the mood elevator? Mm. Shit y'all I think I'm right I feel like I always say Something around this This level But I guess I'm impatient And understanding Okay So wait wait I feel like the, We need a new elevator With some new stuff on No me. no 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 This is what we gonna do So what would get you To the top of the elevator To be a grateful Okay What would get me there? What would get you there? A nap. Amen <laughs> for the nap ministry. Yes. We love our naps. Other than that, you know, I'm, I am actually pretty grateful. I was going to say that, but I just didn't have any me to elaborate. So thank you for pulling it out of me. That's what friends do. The last staff meeting you was hopeful because remember after you said it, we started singing that song. 
literally been stuck in my head since I watched the what episode. What song? And we hope for, 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 for yeah, yeah, you can use it. Song, 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 song. It, but I thought we disputed whether or not the name of the song was hopeful. Oh, I thought the song is called Grateful. That's a whole different song. Mm. You gonna sing no, that? You no, think that was Hezekiah. That's Hezekiah. Hezekiah no. Walker. I thought it's grateful, grateful, grateful for today. <laughs> no, no, it's hopeful. You second guessing yourself. Okay, it's hopeful. It, it's been about 15, 16, 17 years. That was the uh, Coach Carter uh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of them yeah. songs where every celebrity in the industry hop on it. Mm-hmm. They did used to do that. That's back when music was good. That good old music. Shaq, where are you well, on the elevator? Since nobody asked me, I am creative and innovative today. Y'all, I found, so I've been cleaning up my house, Um, and I found a new way to fold a fitted sheet. And, and Erica is the only one who really understands who how important that is to me. I, I think that everybody should have, you know, should know how to fold a fitted sheet and not just ball it up and throw it in there. Because that's and me. I found a new way. And and I would kind of talk talk you through it, but it ain't gonna make sense because you don't got the sheet in your hand and you can't see me. So maybe that's coming to a new YouTube near you. You could have still done it so people could pause the episode and fold up their fitted sheet. No, you know what? <clears throat> Can we go over how to uh properly put a flat sheet on a bed? Cause one of one of y'all, which one of y'all? Don't have no flat sheet on their bed. <laughs> you know who it is because it show ain't me. Oh, flat sheet. Why y'all, why y'all beating a dead horse? <laughs> the horse dead. Kick it out. I mean, I'm not putting no goddamn flat sheet on my bed when I don't want one. Uh, now, friend, you did tell me you had became a believer. I put it on there every moment. And I was going to put the flat sheet on there before Jasmine got here. But I was too tired trying to get this house ready. I said, <laughs> f- I said F that flat sheet. My if folks said you nasty sleep. if you sleep on, under that Yeah, it's only for special it's guests. Christmas, Mother's, Mother's Day, and Easter. She has CME uh, sheet. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I ain't got time. I sleep with a blanket and then the comforter friends. Oh, and then around. she's stingy with it, too. We we had a literal fight over this uh, <laughs> this comforter. All right. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about something other than the flesh. No, that's you know what, Jasmine? You know what? Sheet. I, that brings up a point. I feel like, uh, Erica, do you got like a queen size bed? You know that, friend. I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, okay. I feel like the comforters be too small. I think I- I'm going to start buying a king size comforter for my queen size bed because I want a lot of room. Maybe it's because I'm big, but I, I want a lot of room, you know, all around. No, me. we just got to teach Erica how to share. Friend, you're not big. Oh, okay. Jasmine started I- complaining about them covers literally on the last evening she slept in my bed. Because I was fed up. <laughs> she just had had too much. Yeah. She wanted them people to bring up stuff that wasn't really bothering her in the first place, but she wanted to embarrass people in public. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that hit us well, speaking spot. of embarrassing people in public, can we move on to the petty question of the yes. day? Yes. Well, Jasmine never said what she was on the elevator. Mm. Oh, you're right. Ooh. With that, she probably a few steps down. Is petty a, a stop on the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> you always there. Tell us where you're going. Anyway, I am grateful. I submitted uh, my last assignment yesterday for one of my courses. Glory and to then I have name. my final um, Thursday, and then I'm done for the semester. Hallelujah. Bankhead bounce. Bankhead bounce. <laughs> did y'all know <laughs> Bankhead bounce is low key? Well, supposedly it can go either way, but I feel like when we did it, it was slow. But in the video, it's like fast, it's like a vibration. Ooh. <laughs> Are you about to have a seizure? What's that? 
Okay. I'm Bankhead Bouncy. Well, honestly, I don't know what the Bankhead Bouncy is, and so I'm just, you know. What? The bounce. You don't know. What do you mean your parents didn't <laughs> embarrass you and be like, go on and do the Bankhead Bounce for my friends? Oh, that's this to yeah. my. Oh, we just called it but the bounce. It's fast in the video, like they. Yeah, do. we was lost at the Millennial Tour concert because they was doing it all fast. I was like, that is not how we do it. And no, it's it's cool. Down by it's the time it got to Texas. Nah, well, that's it. And yeah. We just called that the bounce though. I remember getting popped in the mouth by my mama one time because doing the bounce, ba- uh, I ain't have my seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> the bounce stomp? I'm just bouncing, leaning on up. She said, <laughs> <laughs> A fond memory of your mom popping you. Yes. Anything okay. better? So, y'all ready? You ready? Yes, petty question. I- I'm just going to tell you, I want y'all to be petty today. Okay, so there are two people in this story. Haley. A colleague who you're not too fond of, and Donald, a colleague you adore. Okay. Donald informs the office that he will be late to the morning staff meeting because he forgot his computer at home. And so we got to go back and get it. So at the beginning of your morning staff meeting, Haley goes on and on about how irresponsible Donald is for leaving his computer, so much so that you get annoyed with her. Okay. So fast forward to the end of the day, it's four o'clock and you get off at five. You have a meeting uh, with a a group of folks and Haley is in there. Okay, you and Haley get out of the meeting a little bit late and you got to walk back to your building. It's 515 and the building that y'all work in closes at five. Um, Somehow you got a few steps ahead of Haley. Okay, and you got earphones in your ear. When you unlock the door with your key, you hear Haley yelling your name and asking if you can hold the door open because she lost her key the other day. (laughs) <laughs> what do you do? Okay, so A, you acknowledge and hold the door open and say nothing about it. You B, you hold the door open and remind her about your responsibility. <laughs> you C, act as if you don't hear her and, and, and let the door shut. Or D, other. <laughs> so Haley was going on about responsibility with the guy who left his computer, but that's not you. No, Donna was late to the staff meeting. So she was telling you and a couple other folks in the meeting, she's just going on and on about how irresponsible it is to leave your computer at home. Okay. Mm. So, Jasmine, what would you do? <clears throat> it's the end of the day. <laughs> so my patience may be a little thin. Yeah, it's 515. I think I might go with C. Act as if you don't hear her and let the door <laughs> shut. Because <laughs> you, you ever had them days where your coworkers just get on your nerves? Like, you can't wait to get up out of there. It sounds like one of them days, and you just got to let it go. Let the dog go. I would let let it go and let her know. I would definitely give her a lecture on responsibility just for the sake of being able to do it. Haley, now where's your key? What if a stranger finds that key? Then we're all in danger. I'll probably go ahead and report it. <laughs> Damn. No, no, that's yeah, just going to report it because right now there. we're all in danger. You know, Erica got that uh, residence life size. She right. Let me go on and report that. Now, all of the residents, everybody in the building is in danger because of your (laughs) carelessness, Haley. Yeah, she's getting written up. Our guest of honor, what would you do? I'm going to do a combination. Um, Okay. I'm definitely going to let that door close. For sure. She ain't getting in here. (laughs) Now, the luxury would be if we had one of those clear doors that you could see through, then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this one, I'm going to just stand there, give Erica's like, girl, come on. You're putting all of us in danger. Now, this is a lesson because you'll never forget it. And give her one of those, you know, and also call Donald. Be like, Donald, <laughs> my boy, guess who is stuck behind this door? Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, so you would never let her in? 
She got to figure that out. No. Be resourceful. <laughs> they hired you for a reason. No, no. Hashtag no tailgating. Wow. Oh, my gosh, Nikki. You are my spirit mm. animal. Like, <laughs> I show, because let me tell you, if Donald, if I adored Donald at lunch, we would have already, when he got there, we would have already talked about it. You should have heard how she was talking about you because you left your computer. Right. And then listen, it, um, um, when I get back in my car, I'll be on the phone, but let me tell you, I got her ass. <laughs> yes. Yes. If not the FaceTime, because it's, <laughs> I'm clocked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm behind the door clocked out. Donald, get yes. this. <laughs> look behind, look who's behind this door. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it's Eric and I, look, but it ain't what? even waiting until lunch. I'm texting right there on the moment, like this. In the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I love, you got to have your people you text. You got some friends who you can't tell them, like you can't text them because when they do get to the meeting, they're going to walk in their motherfucker ready to fight, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I got some friends who I just had to wait till after the meeting and they'll be like, bro, why you ain't tell me before? Because I know how you was going to act. Because I know. But what if y'all, you, those of us who closed the door on Haley and walked off and got our belongings, I assume, what if Haley was still waiting outside when you left? I would have been like, how long you been out here? <laughs> I would have looked at anyone so happily. Been like, oh my gosh, you should have called me. No, I I would just walk off like I didn't see her. What if she call or text you and be like, hey, I'm outside. Dang, girl, I'm already down the street. I'll call somebody. (laughs) No, y'all remember, y'all probably remember this, but y'all remember that episode of Girlfriends and Tony was like how she was practicing, how how she was going to curve Todd. That was her white husband. And I would be like, good day. I said, good day. (laughs) That would have been my exit. Said good day. Talk to me. I want to appreciate Erica for her vivid memory to uh, remember these shows because y'all know I used to watch them, but I can't remember the shows like Erica be remembering them. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that acknowledgement. Yeah, that's the talent. Like I remember, like the big things, like on Martin when Myra came out there with the big, you know, and got that pedicure <laughs> with that with that goddamn saw thing. Like I remember those ones, but I don't remember like girlfriends. We'll also have girlfriends on DVD, but beyond that, I watched it religiously. DVD? What do you watch those on now? Uh, excuse me, Blu-ray players still play DVDs. We ain't got rid of them yet. I didn't even know they still manufactured those. And what you the one that bought a DVD out of $5 bin a couple of weeks ago? So don't play me. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Two. Either way. Thank you, Shaq, for your petty question. I think that's a good one, and I feel like... That is probably one of the petty questions I feel like is closest to home. I've probably done something to that, you know, in one of my professional settings. But anyways, recapping last week's episode, we talked about a little bit about the admission scandal. And speaking of that, y'all, I haven't seen the pictures, but they brought it up at work a couple of times. Did y'all see the Fuller House lady? Yes. She was at the court signing autographs and taking pictures. And she got to make some- acting like one <laughs> well, She got to make some money. She got to... Try to fix her image or something. I don't understand. I don't even think she felt. I don't even know if she was doing that because she was trying to fix something that was broken. I got the impression that she was just like, it's all good. I'm going to be okay. Because I'm white. Like, you know what I well, mean? Well, honestly, I don't see what she did wrong. It's it's all on the university's fault to me. I don't think the people who paid did anything wrong. I mean, really? they're still in the wrong. they still wrong. But the final wrong is with the I university. mean, morally wrong. Um, yeah, you know, the morals and that kind of wrong, yes. But in terms of the law, mm-mm, that's the school. I think legally that might be robbery. It's bribery, but they didn't have to take the bribe. And they falsified things, Right, but I'm saying, like, in terms of the people who paid the money, like, 
ain't no telling. I just think it's tragic. We've already discussed this, but I'm just like, anyway, honestly, I just heard about that. She being outside the courtroom, like as a photo op, I was like, what? Like, that's crazy to me. But yeah, so that's what we talked about last week. We touched a little bit. But look, we touched a little bit on. I'm going to slow down, y'all. It's hot in my house, slow and I can't cut down. the air on. Because if I cut the air on, I just want to get to know you. But don't turn around. How did that song pop up? Because <laughs> you said slow down? down. Oh yeah, I need to slow down. Um, last week, I mean last time's episode, we also talked about um. A little bit about investing in the whiteness after I share with y'all some of the things that I learned in my um, diversity, inclusion and equity inclusion training. And so we're going to kind of continue on with that conversation on today. Um, did y'all have anything that y'all want to share from our last episode that we got from the people? I had a colleague. Shout out to my consistent nine people in Gainesville who always listen. I had a colleague that um, we were talking about the admission scandal based off of uh, what we talked about last staff meeting. And it brought up the conversation of how do we feel about athletes who get accepted into these schools who would not have regularly been accepted if they weren't an athlete. And so I kind of wanted to like, I I have a point of view on that, but I want to know what y'all think. And so like, we're so mad at these people for paying all this money, but we're not necessarily saying anything about how these schools are letting athletes in who knowing they wouldn't get accepted to these schools. Nikki, I would love for you to chime in first if you're ready. If not, we can come back around to you. Yeah, I feel like that's that's totally the university seeing where they gain from that one person. They gain in ticket sales. I mean, they gain in notoriety of this person playing in that sport. Um, like, what was that in the news? Louisville, uh, just for their merchandise sales from their sporting teams, made more than the Cleveland Cavaliers made in all of their merchandise sales. That, that says a lot yep. about college athletes and the weight that they hold for colleges. And meanwhile, these students are not getting paid or they should not be getting paid. Uh, to make those endorsements. So that that's all it is, is one very large endorsement for the university. The student gains an education and a degree out of it, uh, but the university wins, not the student and not anyone else. So what's the difference in that and the college scandal? The difference is that there is none other than the university is not making any money off of what's-her-name from Fool's House's child Actually, I disagree. I think they make a little money because I think, you know, you got so-and-so shot because it, correct me if I'm wrong, but Fuller House Child is also the one who was posting on social media about like not being appreciative for being in school to, hey, I'm just here, blah, 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 to party and all this kind of stuff. Wasn't it that child? I believe so. Yeah. And so because she has this following and everybody see, hey, I'm at University of XYZ and I'm doing all this. More people are going to be like, oh, I ain't never thought about it. Let me apply to University XYZ. So I think that it is a little bit, maybe not as grand. You don't think so? That's a stretch for me. Yeah, I, I no definitely problem. see the the big dollar sign on the student athlete. And that's a guaranteed, man, if we get them when they're freshmen, that's four years of money making right there. Like It doesn't matter if this is a D student, F student. If they can play some ball, they're going to want them. Okay. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot inherently wrong about how athletes end up going to schools that they probably otherwise wouldn't have gone to. And I think, of course, just I think we briefly talked about and I know Shaq and I took a class. Well, discuss a lot of stuff in class. I mean, I think that both of them are wrong. Like, I think there's some moral 
problems with both both things but the university stands to make a gain on both ends they're either gonna get a big check up front or they're gonna get a lot they're gonna get a little bit of money over the course of time and i think it just kind of goes back to how there is an ugly side to higher ed that's all about the money and trying to make the money um but no i don't think it's appropriate because i think the it would be different which some might say this would be wrong too maybe but it would be different if a lot of people didn't already know that even in schools where maybe an athlete did apply, uh, athlete was accepted to, um, that they maybe wanted to go to, or they otherwise would have gotten into. We know that like, especially at these schools where maybe they wouldn't have got accepted either way, like they, their education and the degree that they receive is not really honored. You know what I mean? You don't, you rarely see athletes going to school for law and not because they don't want to or they're incapable, but because they're pushing the other majors that are not as strenuous. And so it's like, it's not like, oh, we're going to get you into this school that you quote unquote wouldn't have gotten into. And then we're going to help you get a great education too. It's like, no, we don't really care if you're making uh, B's and I mean, D's and C's on your assignments because we're going to let you play regardless. So it's not like it's an equal, the student gets nothing out of it. You know what I mean? And I don't get that either. I feel like it's a difference because an athlete still had to put in work to get that scholarship Same. versus, you know, little Susan out there. She ain't had to do no work. <laughs> her mama just paid her way. This is true. Because at least the athlete, if it was not in the classroom, put in the work, at least it was on the field. Right. There was some work Certainly. that was put in along the way to get there. And the, on the other side, it's just like, oh, my mama and so-and-so's, they got money. Like, mm. that's why I'm going. It's still not fair. I think on one end, you call it bribery. On the other end, you call it being an indentured servant. True that. I, look, I mean, ain't it? They they essentially indentured servants, but yeah. It's true. Wasn't it on here? Is either on here or just the private conversation we were talking about? Like, there was a picture a little while ago where they had, Shaq, I don't know what it's called, you know, um, when they have all the athletes at some, like, event or, like, thing or screen where they... Are like doing their measurements in front of everybody. Yeah, combine. Combine, I'm sorry. It's the same thing as a, a slave trade. Yeah, chopping block. Right, and I think about that, and it's just like, damn, like, once again, these students aren't really being revered or sought after because of what they're going to be able to do in the classroom because everybody knows like yeah there are people who donate back to their universities but they don't rely on them athletes to be like oh they're gonna get back to the university they just want the money they're gonna get now and so i'm not surprised like i'm not surprised by how things end up working and just everything else that a lot of people know about how athletes go through college it's sad wait 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 one, really one more time for the people in the back what is this thing called and what is it about you said combine what the combine yeah it's it's for uh college students you know showing their skills essentially uh for hopes of an nfl contract or something to come about the way of something similar to that they're showing their skills they're running they're jumping they're getting the ball thrown to them they're seeing how high they can jump and touch certain things it's basically it's a it's a field exercise essentially of how athletic you are and you're and y'all want me to go real deep real real quick in, in 30 seconds i bet i can make this even deeper and piss you off Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to get pissed. Run it. Okay. So if you think about if you think about the the sports that are predominantly played by uh, black people, which are your basketball and football, let's think about when they come out of high school. Their only option is to go to at its current state. Their only option is to go to college. So they have to feed the NCAA. You think about those sports that are predominantly white, baseball, baseball. They get to choose. They get to get a big ass 
they get to see where they're going to get drafted, see what their contract is, then decide whether or not they're going to take this at the minimum $300,000 or go to college for a few years. That's what really makes me mad about it. But Jasmine, yes, to talk about that combine is just like the dead gum slave tra- slave trade. They physically measure them, measuring the size of their hands, measuring the size of everything. How high can they jump? X, Y, Z. How fast can they run certain so and so distance? And that's what, like that's what can like gives them stock. Ain't that just like they used to measure the slaves? Remember that? Yeah, like literally have people poking in their mouths, see their teeth. What they called them, a bull? They, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all ever saw 12, I think it was 12 Years a Slave. There was a scene where it was like all of these slave uh, owners came in and it was just all of these slaves in a room. And most of them were completely naked, standing on top of boxes, standing in corners, just literally being examined as though they were a human museum. Yeah. Yeah, because they wanted to see how they could breed with women to continue and have little slaves. I've seen some signs that just make me angry about mm-hmm. how they described people. Yeah. Even when yeah. Oh yeah. We can go on mm, all day. God. It's sad. But but yeah. I know that people that do that now, like I have a friend, he's uh plays basketball, really athletic, and he purposely like went after a woman or really his family like set him up with this woman that's super athletic. And it's cause they knew like, okay, this is our we breeding athletic more people. Mm. I, I I still it, that's his personal choice. It wasn't really though, it was really his family like cultivating this. I mean, I suppose. Well, I don't know if it's any different than them other cultures that choose choose husbands and wives i don't know if they got athleticism in mind but they might have like smart and wits in mind so i don't know if it's no different or a financial gain i know this took a whole left turn it's interesting but it just it just <laughs> got me thinking like wow people really out here like okay yeah meanwhile i was a mistake <laughs> well we sell a different brand of what love and what you know relationships are supposed to look like in the u.s that nobody else sells we literally sell and brand what love looks like other countries are like look i need you to be out in the field i need you to be in this kitchen and take care of these kids that's how we work and in the u.s we get sold like no you're supposed to settle down and find your mate and this and that and love is supposed to be beautiful and for people in other countries they're like hey we're trying to live I'm trying to do that too. Why? It's just different. But I was gonna say I don't know which. When you say it like that, I don't know which one is worse. Because, because just imagine if I were made to be working in the field. I don't know how I would have take that one. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. Like if you was born into that family who was the servant for another family, and you had to keep being a servant, and I'm smart as hell. Mm -mm. Well, that's when you get a Lee Daniels movie made about you because you break out of that situation. Amen. <laughs> At this point, it's going to be uh, Jordan Peele. Mm. Well, speaking of, have y'all seen Us? Yes. Okay, we ain't going to talk about it then. I, I saw it. it. Okay, I got to go then. Did, uh, Jasmine, did you have something you was going to say about the episode? That my cash app was dry. Your who? <laughs> <laughs> my cash app. Remember we said, you know, send me a little oh, your wedding gift or graduation gift. Ain't nobody send me nothing but... You know, it's but fine. you said that Erica sewing into you intellectually was good enough. She, yes, it was. <laughs> I know she won't rely on me, but I don't want to give us some money. No, you don't. I'm saying I don't need anything, and that's a blessing in itself. Not to need nothing. Uh, now, now, hold on. We still gonna accept some donations. You, uh, my cash tag is uh, Nikki Drake twenty one. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Now, you the new person block, in class. We ain't out here blocking you, blessings. You the new person in class. You can't be already telling folks your cash tag. I mean, you right, but y'all ain't gonna take it out, are you? <laughs> Please don't. Leave it in. We can talk to the editor. <laughs> Just, I don't want her um, to be out here blocking our blessings. I don't think she was... You know, we'll see. Just, just stay abreast to your to your cash app. All right, all right. Um, I was, I don't really have anything to say other than like, um, I don't know if y'all be paying attention, but people really be viewing our Facebook page, and so I just always see it's like a few views here, few views there, and before we know it, likely because views a week. likely like, because okay. I invite all my friends who decline my invitation <laughs> every time, so I always go back because <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Just go back and invite them. Check. That's hilarious. Well, you didn't have to invalidate them on air. You could tell us no, that off No, we appreciate our folks who listen. But anyway, we most certainly do. Okay. And so on today, we will be talking a little bit more um, about investment into whiteness. And I know we want to talk a little bit about the ways in which we do that. And then Shaq is going to, he, he he thinks he's not, but he's going to really lead us in some conversation. Um <laughs> over some other topics that go hand in hand with investment into whiteness. And so Shaq, I'm going to let you kick it off on this fine afternoon. It is a beautiful afternoon. Um, but anyway, so I think last time we talked, uh, we, we briefly, like you said earlier, Erica, we briefly mentioned this, this concept of anti-racism and how, and we talked about how we, um, we talked about a lot of stuff last time, but we threw in some different ideas. So we talked about anti-racism. We talked about investing into whiteness. We talked about, I said I was going to mention cultural taxation and tokenism. And so what I wanted to do was just kind of go back, take this time, define some of those terms for folks. And then let's, let's talk about how we do this in the workplace. Like, um, and then hopefully we can talk about some examples to, to, you know, in ways we can stop doing this. But then I think this will be heavy for our colleagues so they can share with us, you know, over the next week, like what they've been doing and, and how they're ready to quit that shit. Amen. Quit that shit. Hey, oh, wow. Well, I just said shit. shit. Amen. <laughs> Same sentence. Oh, Jesus. Like, Lord, <laughs> Lord knows your heart. Right. Um, so okay. I'll, I'll start to talk because it'll work its way back in. But so I had a chance to present at a conference uh, at this point about a month ago. And so the topic that um, my colleague and I chose to discuss was tokenism and cultural taxation. And so um, tokenism being that, like, there's so many corporations, offices, businesses, all these different things. They hire, you know, one or two black people or one or two people of color and they feel like, oh, We've met the mark. You know, we are diverse because we have Jasmine in the room, you know, like different things like that. Um, and we talked about how much of burden that becomes and that burden we described it as cultural taxation um, because you don't have a good representation of folks. You don't have much diversity of thought. And so what you end up having is people relying solely on those people, either, you know, as they perceive it as to be implicit or not, um, they're relying on them to one, educate them or, you know, be a voice of people of color. And so this trickles its way into the workplace all the time. I don't know if y'all really watch blackness, but that's the that's exactly what's on display with, uh you know, um what's Bo's husband name on blackness? I mean, on blackish, Dre. blackish, you mean blackish, Dre. So, it, yeah. So it always okay. happens with yeah. Dre when his boss always ask him to do all the black stuff, you know? So, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, I mean, he's the director or whatever of the yeah, urban right. division prime example and so like different things like that and so 
there's you know there's a lot more that could be going that can go into this definition but i was wanting to know have you seen it trickle into your spaces so like when you do have people and i know we are people of color and it could be us that's being tokenized but like would you say that this has happened to you on several occasions are <laughs> jasmine you, looked you, like you i mean what do you mean of color yeah <laughs> you're the only person of color right on your team yeah up until like last week where there was a new person that was hired but yeah i've been the first up until that point um not that i feel like my team looks in my direction for so how do black people feel about this or anything like that but uh, in my last position uh, in the corporate world definitely i was the only person like on the floor on the whole team that was a person of color so that was that was a lot of pressure to be looked at interesting and i don't think people necessarily realize what that means and how they burden us because of it right because they come around and they'll ask you different things or you find yourself having to be the the person of education and so when people are saying these problematic things you constantly have to be okay that's problematic or we probably should look at it or take a different approach, you know, or you get put on these different committees and things like Dre, you on the urban committee or like or, or Shaquille, you're going to be on the, you know, the diversity committee, these types of things like this works its way into jobs for people of color all the time. Or I just think about instances where maybe you're not even asked of anything. It's just the pressure of having or the pressure of feeling like you need to perform or act a certain way in the presence of all the all the other white people, which is a prime invest, which is a prime example of investing in the whiteness, which, you know, you shouldn't do. Like, I'm going to be the same me. I am. I mean, of course, professionalism is that but even then we have to really talk about how professionalism is defined in america alone and is yeah <laughs> right but you know outside of of course maybe i won't yell at my job or certain things that you won't do just because you want to be courteous or whatever but like i'm gonna be the same america i am right here that i'm gonna be at work um and i think i am just in a unique position right now where this none of these well i won't say none of these but this particular thing has not happened to me in my job and um yeah, but certainly past things, stories that I've already told about my time um, at LSU definitely felt tokenized um, and didn't necessarily always even, not that I would have wanted it either because it wouldn't have been appropriate, but there were moments where I would have wanted them to ask a person of color, you know, when we were planning events for like all of these students of color to come to campus and the only, it was other people of color on the group, but it was literally all white people planning the whole thing. And it's just like, not that I would have been, you know, the leader of black people per se, but like, I think there's a balance. It's like, you can consult other people of color about their college experience you know what i mean because yes we do have a story to tell but yeah so i don't thankfully i haven't experienced it at this job but definitely in other positions definitely knew i was a token or knew that if i had have accepted certain things would have been a token because there were no other representation around you know uh Shaq, so just because of the conversation we had last time it really this week it really made me think like okay in which ways do I incorporate or, you know, change who I am to make other people comfortable? And, you know, I used to have loose natural hair and now I have locks. And so a lot of times I wear a messy bun. And this week I went to a lot of networking things and I'm like, okay, should I not wear my messy bun? You know, do I have to gel down my edges? Do I, you know, what do I need to do to 
make other people comfortable with the way that I wear my hair. And I was like, that doesn't make, why, that's extra stress. That makes no sense. Why we should have to do that as a culture. We do it all the time. We do it in ways like when I had that sit down conversation, like back home in Nashville, we had like what what every city, what every group of people should be having where they sit down in a home. There's a group of black people. There's a group of white people. We were able to bounce questions off of each other back and forth. Things that you would be scared to ask in the outside world. You could do that in a contained environment. But, you know, I had to tell the story of like if I walk into a store, if I got my hands out of my pockets, I keep them out. If I walked in with my hands in, I'm going to keep them in because I don't want to be taking them out and putting them in and making people uncomfortable because I've been followed in stores. It's just little things like that where we're like, oh, snap. I mean, did I accidentally just put my hand in my pocket? Did they think that I was grabbing for something else and not my phone? You know, you're always thinking about how uncomfortable you're making other people feel from day to day, not even just in the work environment. I think these are all good examples of like this, this implied, right? Ain't nobody necessarily told us this, but we know better. Like we know because of so many other systems, you know, and systemic problems, this is what we have to do and this is how we perceive it. I think there are two others that I would say too, is like this notion of in like anything in another workplace is like you get another person of color or you know something going on and then you volunteer to be a help helper or a mentor for that person, right? And so this is why like the majority didn't tell us we had to do this, but because of the way everything else is set up, we feel the need for it and we have to be that person of support for them. Um, and the other person, the other way is like, sometimes there's just no voice. And so you see people pl- trying to plan an event or do something, have an initiative, blah, 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 blah. And you realize the problems behind this. Everybody with a seat at the table is like, mm, this is going to be great, right? Um, we're going to love this. But then you realize Mm-mm, this is actually a problem. And then you ended up being the person you have to speak up. So it's like taxation works its way into pretty much everything that we do, um, explicit or implied. So, yeah. Um, I was about to say something. I don't know what it was. Um, I was hoping when you stop talking, it would come right back to me. Dang, it didn't. I'll I'll try. I don't have it. Maybe it. I mean, we on the general topic, so maybe it'll come back and be relevant. But yeah, so one. So after we talked about that at the presentation, we just talked about okay. We've told y'all. Well, we've talked about and told y'all all these things that happen. What are ways? that we can mitigate these problems. Like what are some things that the people in the majority can do to not to as best as they can not cause this type of behavior? What y'all think? I don't know. Erica looked like she kind of remembered for a second. Erica, you like you had one of them moments. She was like, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Um, And I think something important to really recognize is, and this came to me and something else, but like, to, to stop investing in whiteness, it comes with consequences. And that's just the system working, just doing what the system does. Like, it's not like, you know, e- even if every person of color right now decided they was going to stop investing, I think it would certainly make a grand change. But it's going to come with consequences because the system is very, quote unquote, strong. Like, it is what it is. And I think that is the part that really makes people uncomfortable, which is, I mean... Th- that's understandable like we've been doing it all this time and it's been working to do whatever we doing um but yeah i think that's a big piece to really point out when it comes to like not investing is like it may come with it may mean you don't get that job like if you just look down your edges it may mean you're not picked or whatever the case may be um and i think to answer your question Shaq I think the majority can just like I think we talk about this all the time like recognizing your privilege in spaces like I'm not I'm not, ain't nobody mad at you because you got it because it, it's neither one of our faults I am mad 
Uh-uh, I'm mad. Well, I'm not mad because you have it because I mean it ain't nothing we can do about it. Like I didn't, you didn't, you weren't miraculously chosen. Like we just all got placed in here where we are. And so the only thing I can really ask you at this point, not can't only thing I can ask you, but I want is for you to acknowledge that it's there. You know, because I feel like if you know that something is present, you use it. You know what I mean? If you don't know that you have a comb, you don't use it. But if you know it's there, you might think, oh, that might be a good thing for me to do. And so I just want people to acknowledge that's the first step in anything. Like if you if people walk around, people in the majority continue to walk around and act like there's nothing special that society doesn't deem them special because of the color of their skin. We ain't never going to get nowhere because you don't really recognize the problem. And that's that's the first step to me is recognizing that there is a difference between you and I that maybe, you know, you don't think you believe but it's inherent because of how our country is i want to go back to what you were saying regarding investing in whiteness um because this week i've been shopping for like um body care products and i'm like okay i want to buy from black businesses but most of the time it's more expensive and you have to be willing to, when I when I heard you say you have to be willing to deal with the consequences like man I got to come out of my pocket a little bit more but in the long run like I'm supporting another black business and I hear that a lot from people they're like well it's quicker or it's easier or it's cheaper to buy from you know this that, and the other but in the long run you're hurting the culture because you're not putting your money in black businesses mm-hmm. you're investing in whiteness and just think about it. If we all start investing in our own communities, eventually that that financial burden will go away because a huge piece of why a lot of the stuff that our people are selling beyond the fact that it's probably supernatural and it's organic and it, that those things just cost more money is because supply and demand like they got to charge more for it to make at least the bare minimum. And so just think if everybody, if all of us start buying from XYZ black company or whatever your culture is, like that burden will go away, but we just all got to do it. And it takes time. But until then, it's going to be harder and it takes time and it takes enough people to be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and spend 10 more dollars on this three ounce jar of body butter. I'm not going to buy it from whomever, Johnson and Johnson. Johnson, Johnson. Johnson. I ain't going to buy them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm going to get it from Honey Beehive or whoever, you know, and I'm going to buy it from them. But, yeah, it, and I think that is the biggest piece to wrap your head around. It's like, dang, like, I, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices to support the people who look like me. And it's hard. And just, and I think, think about the sacrifices that they make to even put out a product made by them. You know, as a person of color, so like even putting things into perspective that way. But you know, I think it's a generational thing too, um, which which is a product of the system, right? But I think it's a generational thing. We want everything when we want it, and that's right now. And we're getting so used to having it, and so sometimes, like y'all said, it does take a little bit of time. But yeah, I had a friend yesterday, uh, last week, gonna tell me something. He's working with a black business for a uh, um, for a DJ, and he was steady telling me how and he's black too. He's telling me how he was trying to talk him down because he a brother. And I'm like, excuse me, you need to realize that, yeah, he's a brother. But at the same time, this brother got all the same expenses and bills as every other white DJ that you could have gotten. There was a reason why you chose the brother, because you realized that he was good. So pay him like he good, you know. Mm. So that was going to say you about to hit a button over here. (laughs) Daily struggles as a photographer. Like it's it's always someone who's wanting the friend discount, the homie discount, the man, you my people discount. It's always, always. And it's just like, no, pay me my respects the way that you would pay this other white photographer in this other neighborhood. Like just 
just respect my artistry, my craft. I also have a degree in this. So, like, I got to make my funds. I got to pay my bills. I have to pay for this equipment and this education. It might take an hour, but you don't know how many hours were put in before that to get to this right. point. And that's with, with you, any artist. But you know what, Nikki? The next time I need some pictures taken, I right. got you. Yes, I got you. Full price and a tip. Right. Oh, and a tip. And a tip. Mm. Well, you know, the, the tip is at my discretion. You know, it could be a verbal <laughs> tip. Right. could be a financial <laughs> tip. But as long as you get the full price, that's a step. I mean, you know. All right. All right. All right. That's what I like to hear. But, you know, on the subject, I mentioned to my mother, one thing that I wanted to do in Nashville was to compile a list of Black-owned businesses and businesses with people of color that own these businesses or run these businesses. And... So let me know what you think. But she was like, it's never going to work. So why? She was like, black people don't trust other black people, unfortunately, to purchase from. Yep. That's that system. We, we don't we don't think that they're reputable brands. We don't think that they're deserving of our coin. But this place down the street is It's like we can't bring each other together. It's not our fault. It's, it's systemic. But basically, she was saying you're you're in for a disappointment trying to compile this list. Well, when I talked to um, like one of my elders, she said it's the white man's ice is colder mentality. Like no matter what it is, if it's a product, if it's a service, it's automatically assumed that the white person does it better or they've been doing it longer or, you know, whatever it may be. And that was something that was put into our culture to believe. And we need to stop believing that. No, I've talked about that before. I was talking about my cousin and how his he when he was really young he had to go to the hospital for some reason and for whatever you know he was I don't know if it was random or not but he was initially assigned a African-American doctor and his parents black were just like mm, I don't know is he is he good enough and I'm like damn like that's how you know a system has gotten so large and hopefully not 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 beyond our change but that it has it, it initially just started off as something like, you know, this one group is going to tell this other group that they're not good enough. But they it's so intertwined now that it's gotten us to think ill of our own of our own selves. Like how brainwashing is that? And we do it not even thinking about it or the way that we talk about other black people. Like, mm, I don't know. But it's just like, mm-mm. but I do have hope. I have a little bit more hope today than I did yesterday because I do, I have been just meeting, especially in Ubers. Like I feel like anytime I'm in an Uber where I live, I meet some like dope black people and I'm meeting a lot, uh, a lot of people, young people who are like buying real estate in predominantly black um, and predominantly African-American places are opening up businesses, are trying their best little by little to start buying black on some of the things that they buy on all the things that they buy are doing this are doing that so i do think that a wave is happening it it may seem insignificant to us right now or maybe it seems like we're the only people pushing the wave but i do think something is happening and i'm just curious to see how long it will take for everybody to hop on but i do think our generation is starting to change some of those core beliefs that have been passed down from generation to generation that we are now realizing like that don't make sense that's stupid mm -hmm. that's not right and if we hold on to those beliefs that the majority have consistently tried to instill in us like we won't get any further and it won't even be because of them anymore it'll be because of us like 
if we keep believing those things. Um, and so I, I do think something is happening. I just, it's slow change. We, you, we have to embrace black. That's where it starts. Embrace black. I definitely think that speaking from my department, as far as healthcare, you are seeing a movement of people wanting or pursuing black uh, providers, especially within maternal health, because I'm, you know, just plug it in. It's a black maternal health week. Okay. And the press and the media are putting out numbers, you know, black women die at a higher rate than any other race. And so in the mean, in the midst of that, we're trying to raise up more black providers to care for our black women, because in essence, we are the only ones that care if we live or die. And so got to have your own back. You got to have your own back in the in your community's back. And so it has been a push and, you know, people seeking out directories, like you said, Nikki, about like, where can I find a black midwife? Where can I find a black uh, doctor or a doula or whatever? Like people are seeking out these services. And so I you know, like applaud you for trying to put that directory together and still do it, still be motivated to do that. Most certainly. I know I get excited. I, I get excited anytime they tell me that I can have service from a, a black person, a person of color, but a black person. Like when I went to my doctor, I was looking on the list and I know I had to make some assumptions, but I chose the the, the, the name that I knew was a person of color. And he had the same. Yeah. Friend, well, I Google. I, damn, I, I was trying to make a little quick selection. I go down the list. I just be trying to find is Patricia White, white or black? <laughs> <laughs> I be trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I I welcome the opportunity to be served and, and not necessarily just served all the time, but to interact with my my you know with fellow people of color um, because I think that's like we said earlier that is a huge step. So nope, that's very real, and I can't stand when I go on like the insurance site or if I go on certain sites and they don't have a picture of the doctors. I'm like, no, nah, I'm trying to discriminate today. I need all my black people to the top of the list. So I can uh, she see about to I'm get that filter to, right, <laughs> filter by. <laughs> <laughs> no. African American black. No, it's so funny because I told I have a tear. Like, if anything, I'm trying to get a black woman. If I can't get a black woman, I take a black man. If I can't get a black person, I'm going for a woman. A woman of color, preferably. If I can't get a woman of color, I want a woman. If I can't get a woman, then I'm gonna go down to a man of color. If I can't get a man, I'm just gonna take what, what other choice? I guess they leave the white people. <laughs> I guess at least white people, but that's my list. That's the list I'm going through. <laughs> that's, that's the checklist. Cause I'm trying to. I mean, I was so happy the other day. A pilot was black when I flew back home. Yes. Don't it make you so happy? I had a black woman once, and I was like, "Yes, sis. If you crash this plane, I'm not even gonna be mad." You sir, you know, you know, you're not gonna be mad because you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be dead. You're gonna get a promotion. You <laughs> <laughs> <He> got promoted. <laughs> Promote it to the upper sure. room. And I ain't gonna be mad. A black woman did it. So gonna be nah, like, I feel oh, that. She must have knew it was my I time. <laughs> there ain't no, no problem. problem. It's no problem. Ain't no problem. There ain't no problem. No, so I had something I want to say. So I was thinking about last time's episode when we was talking about HBCUs, and I think you want to talk about this too. Something really slapped me over the face, y'all. Cross my so, fingers. When I was talking about HBCUs and just talking about, you know, I wholeheartedly believe that HBCUs are, HBCUs are great places to get education. But I talked about how I've had an experience with a with a particular school, and I was like, "Damn, Erica, like 
you know what? You low-key invested in the whiteness to even bring that up. And not to say that, like, you don't bring up the bad things that are happening. Like, if things need to be addressed, things need to be addressed. But I was like, Erica, you low-key invested in whiteness by saying that. Because it's like, what, what, what good did that do? Like, what good that what good did it do for you to bring up any of that? You ain't had no solutions, you know, anything like that. And more so, this thought came from my uh my dad has said something or somebody has said something about women i'm like well women people know that women are considered a marginalized group in this country and probably a lot of places so i'm like what like it's already enough men talking ill of women what value does it add for another woman to talk ill of the group too and so it hit me and it was like what's already enough PWIs and white people in general just talking really bad about HBCUs regardless of what's true or not like what value did I add to that as a black person and it really slapped me over the head and I'm like damn like well once again goes back to how like we get brainwashed into just turning on our own people so then the people's whose fault it really is they can turn a blind eye and be like well you said it about your own people you said it I didn't and so I wanted to just really acknowledge that because that really hit me one from just being a woman and just hearing some just sexist ass shit said about women and generalized by some people that I really love and then also just thinking about how like I played into that system or whatever talking about talking about that particular HBCU and some of the challenges that they're facing um or whatever and not really like shedding them in a better light so I want to say that because they really slapped me Gross. over the head last week and uh, let me just say how let me I cross my fingers and friend I'm just so happy that that's the moment that you shared I, I I'm just very thankful I appreciate the grace you want grace? Ask God for grace. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I know we're wrapping up this part of the thing, but I was talking to this guy on the phone the other okay. day, and I forgot what he was talking about. But he wait a minute, some, thank you. No look, man. look, look. No we man, all like no wait man. a minute. <laughs> no sir, like we we hop into the base, sir. It's none of your business. Right, the base no, search colon base. Erica well, edition. I can, I can actually comment on the base search. I can hop on a base search. But no, I was like, and talking about not investing in the whiteness, I'm like, I'm not going invest to in, invest in the patriarchy either, which is probably, you know, a subcategory of whiteness. Let's be real. But I'm like, I'm not going to invest in patriarchy either. Like, I'm not going to be doing none of that and making myself feel small when I'm around men of any color. Like, you're going to get all of this. You would want it any other way. So you're going to get this professional woman. You're going to get this woman that does this and does that and does this. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna invest in any of these systems that ultimately are here to keep me down fuck that mm. excuse my language that's good that's a word that was my revelation for the last few weeks and we felt that you've been doing some some thinking some soul some, searching yeah you've been doing some searching you know I consider myself to be a deep thinker and I consider myself to be pretty introspective and so thank you for noticing cause I was it helped <sighs> <laughs> You know, you know, sometimes Baby you relax. have to sit back and you have to relax and then your mind opens. Amen. Baby, relax. Brian, I'm letting you take it over. You tell us where to go. Ooh, next. I've never been in control like this. I, I don't even know how to act. I like this. Hmm. And he act like he don't know what to do. <laughs> Hashtag control freak. And Jasmine, first of all, I just really wish y'all could be, uh, could see what I'm seeing right now because Jasmine and her faces today have been just telling a whole different story. Well, not different ain't the right word. A whole nother story than what we uh, than what I'm hearing. 
Um, but anyway, so I think the next time y'all know what's up next. You know, what's this time to go into departments? I'm tired of talking about whiteness because I get pissed off. You know, I do wish I do wish I could just buy me a little bag of whiteness for a day. You know, just that should have been a petty question. What would you do if you could be white for a day? Hell, Ooh, that's a good Ooh. one. We need to do that next time. You know, that's a lot of privilege, baby. I don't know what to do with all that privilege. And the sad part about it is. Right. And it would be up to the uh, people of color to have a bag of whiteness every day to save the world. Oh, you're right. You're right. Hmm. Yeah. Dang. Man, why would we have to be responsible? But wouldn't we, though? <laughs> wouldn't we probably do that? Can't we just play with the power? Right. Because we would be the only ones with that power. Because it would, going back to what I said, we would we would immediately be able to acknowledge the power that we have with just that small bag of whiteness. And we'll be able to do astronomically more than anybody, than a lot of people. I won't say anybody, but a lot of people have done in present day with it. But you know what? And I hesitate to say this because this may be going into the, um, feeding into the system. But you know what happens? I ain't even say it. Mm -mm. We'll Don't do it, it friend. I yeah. feel like we're on the same page mentally, but I didn't say it either. Oh, somebody said. I want to know because I don't know what it is. You know, like Langston Hughes and that that concept of the talented tenth and how originally the talented tenth. Tenth were supposed to bring the other people up, but the talented tenth got there, and they they just felt like they needed to stay there. Yeah, that that's what I was about to talk about. But we're gonna go on to departmental updates, and so we're gonna move our way on over to Austin, Texas, where we want to hear from uh, Ask Nurse J. Really, Shaq, really, friend. Don't do that for Texas. Okay, that's a stereotype. That's the accent that Texans have. No, no, it ain't. Anywho, uh, <laughs> thank you, Nikki. Thank you. <laughs> Nikki, hey, I, my name's She agree with me. Uh, this is the last time we'll be having guests on books. Okay, to so bills. how do people from from Nashville, Tennessee? <laughs> hey, people never know where right, I'm from Arkansas because talk. I don't have a stereotypical Southern accent. Anyway, yeah. um, moving on. You know, I think I've been very busy as Ask Nurse J in references to um, answering friends' questions. I had two friends. One is my best friend, sorority sister. And the other one is my my friend from first grade. Like, we've been friends since then. They both had babies with, like, a day of each other. First-time moms. And so I've been... That's beautiful. beautiful. And just kind of coaching them through that and encouraging them and a- answering all these questions. And it just realized... I mean, it just made me realize how much information is not given to people in regards to their health and their health care and their journey as parents and that's you know that's why i'm going to school that's what i'm here for i'm gonna have to tell them to hit me in my cash app that's so yeah because you always ask me to pay a copay you told them last time you had a 15 dollars copay but they people ain't, ain't listening listen. 15 is rather high for a for a copay for a phone copay i pay 30 with my insurance i mean but you go there though don't you you get to see them. You get to lay eyes on them. You need me to lay eyes on you? It would just make me feel better. Yes! You know what you need to do? You know what you need to do, Jasmine? You need to be like, it's $100. Because if you do some outrageous price, everybody going to come to you and be like, can I get that sister <laughs> discount? That black folks discount? And then that's when you give them the actual price see, of $15. For a consultation. Anywho. <laughs> okay. So I've been... A- I, I guess we do got to find some value in it. So we got to have some experience. Has, have people had positive results from asking us, Jay? We need testimonials. Yeah, you do. need a Yelp. <laughs> Erica, have you? Zach, 
Have you your like, sample size is 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 skewed? We two of your friends. Oh oh oh. Okay. Well, let me pull my research together because you know I've been going to conferences this week. I can I can pull something make, with you. Make sure your sample size your sample it's is gonna good. be a ran, randomized controlled trial. Make Ooh. sure it ain't biased. Amen. Amen. Okay. But <laughs> okay. anyway, so this um this week, like I said, I'm in Austin for a conference, and it's about um prenatal mental health. And, you know, when you listen to certain conversations or certain presentations, they have you like a list of references afterwards just to, you know, validate their their presentation. But one of the doctors that presented. Friend, what you say? What is going to do to the presentation? But I wouldn't go say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Validate. She said validate. I said, ooh. Uh, you know, wait a minute, like we was not going to let you ambulance. live. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, later day. One of the books that was on the, on the resource <laughs> list was called Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And she was a black physician who presented. She said this book changed her life. And so in my corner, this is what I'll be reading next because, you know, I'm done with classes. So I'm be reading something for leisure now, and that's what I'm planning on reading. Okay, this sounds good. I'll give y'all an update next time. I have a question. Cause all the people I've been speaking of, Bay Search, all the people I've been talking on Tinder, you know, people be on Tinder like, "Oh, I read books. I am a bibliophile. I have I read a book every day, and <laughs> literature is me, and me, liter- me is literature." And I'm <laughs> asking. These fools, what do you do when you get stuck and you can't read no more? What do you do? And ain't nobody gave me nothing. I've been on chapter 59 of Children of Bull and Bone for the last three months. What do I do? How do I finish the book? Have you opened the book? No, my Kindle is dead. How do I charge the Kindle? Ooh, plug it in. Plug no. it, yeah, you gotta plug it in. You gotta get that cord, girl. Plug it in, plug it in. But how do I get the motivation? How do I get maybe back? you need to how do I jump back? Maybe you into need to it? switch like the way that you are consuming the book so sometimes i like to read like sit down and actually turn the page sometimes i like to listen maybe that's what you need okay change it up a little bit okay erica yes what you're suffering from (laughs) is um is literal outside my fast side you're sick of literature and what you need to do is just throw the book away, burn, <laughs> burn it, it, burn it, and then you will get some type of um, you'll get some type of um, appreciation from that, and you'll be motivated to run on for literature. And then I probably should get my eyebrows waxed. That'll probably help too. Yeah, get your eyebrows waxed. <laughs> did y'all did y'all listen to Shirley yes. videos when she used to diagnose people? What was her name? Dr. That wasn't Shirley. That's yeah. Ask Doctor Jim. Don't get them Jim. mixed up. Doctor Jim, welcome. No, for real. Like, I want to read it, but I just can't. But I, so I'm going to try, though, for real, for real, because it's so beautiful outside, y'all. Now, I'm going to probably die of an asthma attack if I sit out there too long because the pollen get to get in my lungs. But until that moment. Friend, did you pick up your asthma I think and I'm going to sit I got paid today, so I'm going to get my inhaler. My inhaler. <laughs> I'm going to go get All right. Is that all you have for us, Ask Nurse Jay? Shaq, why you want to ask Ask Nurse Jay during Ask Nurse Jay? Okay, Ask Nurse Jay, I got a question. I got a question. I have a question. And and this was just one, something that was pondering on my heart. You know how people say that smoking weed provides them with good, uh, like with a good feeling and then, and that allegedly there's research out there that has suggested that smoking weed doesn't do anything negative to the body. Why is it frowned upon 
for women to smoke weed when they're pregnant? Good question. Okay, so first of all, let's backtrack. There has been research that talks about negative consequences or consequences of smoking weed, like short-term memory loss, things like that, okay? I'm just putting it. Vivid dreams, things people don't even care about. I'm just putting it out there. But when it comes to pregnancy, pregnant women are a protected, you know how we talked about sample size, they're a protected population. And so we just don't know what problems could arise from a pregnant woman smoking marijuana so we say it's not safe because we don't know and i imagine it's because like you also can't morally or ethically do any studies on them right i mean that's just like anything else like for any type of drug they tested they tested on other people they don't test it on pregnancy and the elderly because those are protected populations or children right or children at the very beginning, it was they test drugs on white men. Until they started syphilis, well, that wasn't a drug. Never mind. Right. But no, I think about, too, like, just when I, I remember being in high school in health class, and we were learning about, um, I, I don't remember exactly what we were learning about, but I just remember, I think they broke down pregnancy into the three trimesters and talked about the effects of drugs and alcohol. I know health-wise drug uh, alcohol mm-hmm. is a drug right but you know alcohol drugs and just smoking different things or ingesting different things and talking about its effects on the baby and the mom and so but i just think about how things have changed to where now i've seen things like and of course everything isn't real right but i've seen things more publicly endorsed that pregnant women can what drink a glass of yeah. wine mm-hmm. a red wine so but but when i learned about uh that initially it was like women do not drink women do not smoke anything you don't do any kind of drugs or a pregnant person does not do any of that you know but now you can drink wine so i wonder how as things change as things change and more research is done on the effects of marijuana on someone who just even isn't pregnant if that'll like shift things later on but my my thing has always been we put pregnant people on all these other medications and so you know or let's say for somebody that has anxiety right because that's number one people smoke weed because they have anxiety or they can't sleep or whatever or to just relax so if I have a pregnant woman that comes to me and talks to me about anxiety and says well I've been self-medicating before I got pregnant the book would tell me to switch that marijuana out for a pill to help her with anxiety. So what's do? It's like a switch. You know what I'm saying? I might be causing more harm by giving her that pill than just letting her do what works for her and just educating do whatever her on what we do and do not know in the medical field as far as the effects of marijuana on the fetus. Okay. Well, thank you, Jasmine, for that. Erica, tell us what in the hell happened. What happened? Uh, I don't really have anything serious, serious to talk about, but I did want to shout out Jasmine and my friend Anicia and all my other coworkers. We went to the Millennium Tour last week, y'all. And when I tell you, it was so 
good. Like it felt so good to finally be at a place in our life where we can be like back in the day and like really mean like back in the day. So hashtag 15 years, B2K, pretty okay. Lord, Bobby V. Bone Crusher, Bow Wow, Life Jennings, Carrie Hilson, Sammy. It's a whole bunch of other people because the Atlanta show was four hours. Okay. Literally. Oh. And it was just good. So I'm just really proud of them. Okay. Y'all ain't got to make me jealous. Sorry. But yeah, so that's what in the hell happened at the concert. Um, That's all I really have. I'm going to say something on the base search. Well, speaking of living back in the day, back in the day when, when I, I was, was young, young I'm not, not a kid anymore, but sometimes I was it. Hey, okay, okay. I got to look. I got a few witnesses. <laughs> um, I had a chance to uh, over the um, weekend this past weekend I had a chance to re- relive some memories of back in the day Erica you talk about 15 years I'm going to reduce that to 5 years that's what I got to relive so the um, school where I went to school University of Arkansas had their black alumni weekend um, as one of my friends was calling it as a joke black alumni weekend and uh, <laughs> we got to go back and revisit a lot of our old memories and y'all when I tell y'all black alumni weekend don't owe me nothing <laughs> don't owe me nothing i left my voice in arkansas part of the reason why i'm barely talking now but um had some other stuff that we could have talked about i want to talk about um i wanted to discuss the base search but because the time is getting nigh i thought i would just remind y'all that if you don't already you can follow us on social media because you can follow us on facebook and instagram at books to bills podcast on twitter at books to bills and if you want to email us lord y'all i Ain't nobody emailed us since Cat was a kid. But if y'all still want to do that, email us at from books to bills podcast at gmail.com. And I think we'd be remiss. And thanks to our special if we didn't thank Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you to Eastside Nikki for joining us today. We re- we rarely do appreciate it. It's East Nasty Nikki. They're going to follow the wrong person. See, I don't know who Eastside Nikki is on <laughs> IG, but I'm going to go search right now. <laughs> but East Nasty Nikki, it's, it's been a pleasure to uh, be a guest on y'all's show today. Hey, thank thank you. you. Well, all right, y'all. Y'all have a good day, evening, or morning. And Books to Bills is signing off.